Welcome to More Than Myths. I said so fake. We I was like fake, the... and I was like, no, it's back. No, it's back, back, back. <laughs> um, we went to the uh, Camel's Beck. They do the part, the fair, the like street festival at, at Hyde Park. End, at Hyde Park. Yeah. And so we went yesterday. And there's a guy that was making these right there. Like, we could watch him, and he offered. He was like, do you want to make your own? I was like, no, I don't know. I messed it up. So we got to That's watch cool. him make them. And, yeah, this there was this. So there's, he has a lot of great designs. But um, Ooh, this is the one I picked. I this love it. says, fuck. Fuck is a verb. Ing, er, s, ed, and uri. Fuck. Uri. Uri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I love that. This is mine. Ooh, I like spooky. it. Welcome to like spooky season. Drinking tea. Oh, <gasps> cute. Oh, I'm drinking a Topo Chico as normal. I love it. I was gonna drink, but I really need to um work out when we're done. And when I start drinking. Mm. I, my motivation happen. just leaves me. So, like, if I yeah. can just record and then go to the gym, and then I can relax. And then, then like, I'll be all set. Then you can have a drink. Yeah. Nice. Well, and I think I'm going to, like, record and then work out and then get my um, Halloween decorations out and try to put them Fun. We'll see. Nice. I'm that might be too much and I might just need to take a break. But we'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see how I'm feeling after my workout. See how the night takes you. Yeah. So what are you drinking? Like what's uh, the flavor? What am I drinking? Tropical mango. Ooh. I'm drinking mango. I like really wanted a cup of tea, but I wanted like a proper cup mm. of tea. I wanted like black tea with Mm. cream and sugar but i'm like it's six o'clock i can't drink black tea right now or i will never go to bed and so i ended up doing rose rose hips and hibiscus and it's lovely so fancy it sounds is it is it really flowery like is it does it taste like really rosy drinking yeah i have a hard time with rose flavored stuff i do too it sounds beautiful I think it being paired with the hibiscus is like that's also a flower, but it's like it has a little bit more fruity Tons flavor than perfume mm. flavor, right? Okay. So yeah, yeah. I don't if mind it, it tastes like I'm drinking a bottle of perfume, mm-hmm. I can't. I have a hard time. I, I should have put lemon in it. Then I would be Ooh. living my best life. I really fucked up. You. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time Next you have time. the opportunity to fix your wrongs. Yeah. Right, your um, wrongs. Have you watched anything good? Are you reading anything good? Are you, are you playing anything else? Um, I did start the Disney whatever it was. Did you? Uh, Dreamlight, right? Dreamlight yeah. Valley. 
Uh-huh. It's cute. Um, I have to be careful because I get super motion sick over anything. So <sighs> I had to slow the camera motion way down and I have to be really careful. But it's fun. I like it so far. It's really cute. It's really cute. I started yeah. it yesterday also and I'm really bad at dual sticks or dual. Oh, yeah. yeah dual sticks. That's and what so makes me sick. I prefer third person. So I can just like hover above what people are doing. So I might mm -hmm. mess with my settings and see if I can get it a little bit more like out. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm the same way. I don't like. I have a hard I don't time. like turning my head. In. Me neither. It's not first person, but it, it's enough that I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even play first. I don't even try anymore because I, I know that it'll make me sick. I just can't. I'm like mm -hmm. somebody's shooting me, but I can't. Some I can't seem to find. I, oh yeah. Where it's coming from because I nope. don't know what is up and down right now. I'm stuck in a bathroom stall. <laughs> I keep walking to this corner. I can't get and out. I can't get out. Yeah, that's me. 100. Me too. That's All me. right. Well, at least we know we can't play, you know. Yeah, right. First person yeah. shooters together ever. Or yeah. we don't have to. We don't ever have to. Not ever. Never. No. Uh, Not a chance. What am I reading? Oh, I started reading Babel by... Uh, Babel? the gal that wrote Babel, Babel, I don't know what how it's said. Um, by the same gal that wrote the Poppy War series. Oh, okay. Um, and that's so far been a great book. I just don't have a lot of time to read, so I've been I trying know. to read it at night for like forty five minutes before I go to bed. But yeah, yeah. I went. I... We went out last night. Yeah, we went out. Out, out. Last night. I Tell didn't even... me about your going out. So it's Oktoberfest this weekend. So oh, right. we have a brewery at the farm, you know, about 15 minutes from our house. Mm -hmm. And they were having a, an Oktoberfest thing. And I was like, okay, let's go, you know. So we went there, had a beer. And then we've got friends who live in that, like, part of town. Mm -hmm. So I text them. I'm like, hey, we're over at Oktoberfest at the farm. If you're sitting around, come join us, you know? Come hang out. Come play. And they came. That's great. They were like, we're free. We're, we're all, we'll be there in 10 minutes. I was like. We are on our way. What I, what I need every listener to know, if you're not from Seattle or know anybody from Seattle, you have to have plans on the books for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's so busy. Minimum. Mm -hmm. At minimum. And then you need to be ready for your plans to cancel last minute twice before you actually ever see these friends. Mm -hmm. So, like, you go six months without seeing your friends, easy. Yeah. You know, nope. Like, it's sure. just the culture over here. Right. And it's very different. Like, when, like, I lived in Idaho with Haley for a while, and we would always be like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, nothing. Cool. We're Hanging buying pizza <laughs> and then we'll be there in 15 minutes. Like that yeah. was, that's kind what, of small town was. culture. Yeah. And so it was really nice to have somebody just stop in last night. So then we ended up going to karaoke at the dive bar that's local. <laughs> we were out <laughs> until like 1230. I know. so late. It was, it was so late. Who even are you? I don't know. I was singing karaoke. I was up in there. I was having a grand old time. Also, there's like almost nobody at karaoke. So we like every two or three songs was someone from our group. So 
That sounds like a lot of fun. I don't remember what we did last night. Yesterday was a big old day, so I bought a lot of stuff. It was really fun, though. I love supporting like local artists and um, got a lot of cards and stuff because I just couldn't keep buying everything because if I bought anything, I would be in debt up to my eyeballs. Yeah. And so I had to rein it in and rein it in. Yeah. So I just took everybody's cards because Christmas is coming up and my birthday's coming up and, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. 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 I okay. uh, feel you. I went to Target today. <gasps> Rip my wallet. Rip my wallet. They have some cute Halloween stuff right now. I don't I know. know if you guys that, have been, that. but they've got some cute. Did you see the little plates? I don't know what to use them for, but I got some of the little snack plates. And there was a so there was a girl that was standing there and she was getting some. And I looked over and I was like, can I ask you a question? And she says, yeah. I said, what are you going to do with these? And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, I have no idea. But I have to have them because they're $3 and they're adorable. And I said, good, I'm I glad held, I'm not the only one. I held those plates today and I was like, ooh, we could have we could have Halloween dishes and I could just get these out for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, your cart is already so full. Like, your walk away. So, so I will go back. Also, the, I feel like my store was setting up Halloween this weekend. Oh, sure. Because it was almost empty. I was oh. like, there's no way everything's been picked through no. already. It's yeah, September not 18th. Right. And so I think they were just like just getting it all set yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think ours had to have it out by uh, like last week, midweek sometime is yeah. when the bo- dates on the boxes said because there was a bunch of boxes out. So yeah, we made a plan to go back and. Yeah. So we scored big time because we were able to find the Pillsbury. Um cookie dough ghost cookies oh cute so we were able to get ghost cookies i ended up buying five packs of them well you won't run out well i figured i can put some of them in the freezer because i can't get them in our in our town like i have to drive into redmond to get them and so i was like yeah "Ah." I'm just going to buy these and then Mine as well. we'll eat them, you know, periodically right. over the next six weeks or whatever. All right. Are you ready? It's your turn. I am it's ready. My turn. So ready to, to hear a tale. All right. So I decided that I'm going to start a series. <gasps> yes. A mini series within the show. Mini series. And. I've already covered one thing from this last uh-huh. year, so it's fine. Um, it's okay. not part of the series, but it could be, I guess. Anyway, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> about a year ago, we had my dad come on the podcast and talk about vampires. This year, I'm yeah. going to look at specific vampires from different parts of the world. And... <gasps> specific creatures that are considered vampires but have a different take or a different taste if you know what i mean you know gross but i do know what you mean yeah (laughs) um so like the one i covered last year would have been the alp it was a blood sucking milk Mm, drinking mm -hmm. little heavy Chest sitting. 
I hate that, but it was also so. <laughs> so today yeah. we're gonna start with the bru- brucia. I keep wanting to say bruja. It's brucia, and then I have seen it spelled bruja as well. Um, and this actually translates in Portuguese and Spanish to witch or magic user. So Bruxa are vampires from Portuguese mythology. And they're usually young women who've turned themselves into a vampire using witchcraft. So witchy bloodsuckers. They're generally... (laughs) (laughs) They're generally very pale. Witchy bloodsuckers. Yeah. Episode title. There you go. You're welcome. (laughs) Witchy bloodsuckers and. (laughs) And whatever Haley's talking about. You'll find out. What is it? (laughs) You'll find out. (laughs) Um, So they're generally very pale and usually naked or scantily clad. Like they're usually not wearing anything. Or have long hair kind of that go over their boobs. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like, and dark hair usually. From the artwork mm. that I saw. Um, gotcha. They are able to tolerate sunlight, which makes them different from a lot of vampires. Um, mm-hmm. And they're said to have, like, they're said to lead normal lives during the day. So I, yeah. And then lead a life of terror at night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're said to be most powerful from life. midnight to 2 a.m. So, you know, Ugh, lock nice. your doors and windows. Mm-hmm. Um, like all good witches, the gift of mortality is said to be given to them by Satan himself, which makes sense. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I love I it. I know. I had to I had to do it. I was like, fuck, I have to spell this wrong. Um, dork. They're also said to be sexual partners of the Dark Lord, too. So, you know, also again making sense. Okay. They're said that they it's said that they convene at crossroads once a week to pay tribute to Satan, their master. Um, and each time they meet, they grow stronger. Ooh. Um and while they're hunting their prey, it said, you know, they will be outside because you can hear them laughing or clapping their hands, like fucking with you. So it's like, you know, if they're Don't in like the woods that. outside of your house. Yeah, I didn't think you'd look like that. I didn't. Mm-mm. I was like, ew. Mm-mm. I would yeah. rather you just jump me. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't I don't tell know me. that it's coming. Don't tell me. Yeah. Just kill me. Just surprise me. Surprise. Yeah. You're dead. That's that. Like, don't make, don't mind fuck me first. Yeah. Don't draw it out. Jesus. <laughs> um, so what can they do? They're known to be shapeshifters and oh. have actually become, I know, oh. like seriously, witches, immort- immortality and shapeshifting. And they drink your blood and they jump you in the night and they laugh at you before oh. they fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. And they taunt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of asses. Um, so they have, so 
Bruxas actually also become popular in like lore with the Witcher books. Oh, sure. Video games and TV shows. Okay. Um, so there is a Bruhan season or Bruxan t- season two. Okay. I haven't seen it. So I have and I don't remember. So I am of little use. Excellent. Good. I love usual. it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so as I said, they're known to be shapeshifters. They can turn into rats, geese, and ducks. I also saw one place I know. <laughs> Geese and ducks is yeah, weird. Yeah, that's not but intimidating. I mean, okay, when they open their mouths, though, you Ooh. shut your mouth, you duck. <laughs> Put those teeth away. Put those teeth away. Um, Geese are scary. They are scary. They'll Little get you. Fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. No, thank you. No, thanks. Um, I also saw one place that it, their favorite form is one of a black cat. And when okay. they're a black cat, they have long claws and sharp, sharp teeth. Ooh. But I don't know if that's from Witcher lore or mm, actual gotcha. mythology. Because okay. I kind of like had to filter through my research. Right. I was like, oh, no, this is a video game. Because it's like, mm. how can you kill it? And oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, find the thing in the back of the tavern. I'm like, no, okay, this is not fucking mythology. This is a video game. <laughs> I need to go to the back of the tavern. Where is this? Where is the tavern? I need to Where get is there. The tavern? Um, so some say uh, <laughs> the stronger the Bruxa gets, the more animals they can shape shift into. So like the more they oh, learn okay. um, and the stronger they are, um, which makes stalking mm-hmm. their prey much easier. When they're ready to attack, yep. they change into the form of a woman. So um another form of shape shifting they're known for is changing into birds so like geese and ducks um falls into this category um but they they like turning into waterfowl which it was funny i was writing that down and i was like oh that is geese and ducks (laughs) (laughs) so i was like waterfowl and i was like oh yeah that's some kind of water bird and i was like that's literally the definition of (laughs) I was having a moment <laughs> in my notes. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. my God. That's Geese and ducks. Swans, maybe. <laughs> um, Ooh, a black swan, maybe. Yeah. Um, so they like to be in, like, their geese duck forms and stay on, like, and float in rivers and ponds um, and kind of bide their time okay. in this unassuming position. Uh, But it helps them kind of figure out who they're going to go for next. And also these animals fly. So it gives them another vantage point as well uh, of, you know, finding their next victim. Uh, The waterfowl have also been seen by fishermen. So it's like they'll notice that this is or like they'll shapeshift while they're in the water kind of thing. Um, However, there was a note that. So. No, go. Oh, okay. I just had a question. Okay. Um, but it said, it said like, as far as being in the water goes, sirens are much more dangerous to fishermen oh, sure. than Bruxa would be. Like, they're, that's not their yeah. territory of danger. Gotcha. Yeah. What was your question? Um. So, you can't tell the difference between this 
woman duck and a regular duck, right? Or a goose or whatever. They just so. look normal. Like there's it. Okay, all right. It's not like a, you know what, where it looks a little whatever. bit different. Mm-hmm. I think they're just good. Or at, like they have a ring around their neck or whatever. Not that I read. Okay. Well, that's terrifying. I don't yeah. enjoy that either. Um, so let's talk about diet. While they have a taste for male humans and enjoy hunting okay. them, it's also said that they prefer to drink the blood of trigger warning babies and children. Ooh. Newborn babies are their easiest to take in the night. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Um, they can use their shape shifting abilities to sneak into the smallest cracks. Uh, they also have a ma- a magic that allows them to take their victims and make them drowsy, making it easy to feed. Yuck. Ew. I know. I'm sorry. They don't. The, uh, yeah, no, that's. Ugh. They Gross. definitely Gross. kill. They kill everything. That they okay, I was going to ask if they like just kind of like feed and then leave. Is yeah, that, there I was mean, a lot more great, detail. No. No, Ugh. they kill everything yeah, they no. feed on. No, and they, uh, there was a yeah. lot more detail, but I'm not going there. It's a boundary That's for me. Fine. So I was like, nope, I'm no good. problem. Super duper. We'll just mention it once and move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so when attacking adults, though, it's said that they sit on their victims. So like Alps. <sighs> yeah. Oh and God. weigh them down. <laughs> so there's something yeah. about vampires holding you down in the night. Um, and these attacks are usually one of a sexual nature as well. So so it's like a vampire succubus. Yeah. Vampire witch succubus. Ugh. All right. Demon. Yikes. Yeah. So what would you do to protect yourself from one? I'll tell mm. you. Yay. Since they're, they were witches in their mortal lives, mm-hmm. Brucia can be impossible to kill. <laughs> what? I thought we'd just feed them bread. We'll just give them bread when they're ducks. When they're in duck form, we'll just <laughs> overfeed them with bread and they'll just take it. Actually, that's hilarious. One of the things is bread can be, has protective qualities. <laughs> just by you touching just bread, bread, it will help like- you. Seriously. So feeding the ducks, maybe that's where this stems that's from. Great. It's like, just give them bread oh, yeah, that's and they won't just be, give them bread. they'll be weakened. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. Um, but they're not I didn't read anything that said that you could kill one. So they're Slap immortal. Them in the face with a baguette. But yeah, always have a baguette on you. <laughs> um but there are a few things that can ward them off or injure Bruja. Bruja. I always want to say Bruja. Uh Bruja and that is iron or steel weapons and amulets. Oh. Um, okay. And many things could be worn for protection. Um, Like other vampires, they do not like garlic or the cross. Um, Also, also the sign of Solomon can be another form of protection um, that people would put on their vehicles. So, i.e. carts, their yokes, their, you know, etc. Yeah. Um, It was common to sleep with a pair of scissors under your pillow to protect yourself from the brusha at night. 
because it was steel or iron okay. and you could easily just oh gotcha shank them i guess wield your i don't know what's no. that like do you... i'm <laughs> assuming you're not like with some scissors cutting them i don't know maybe maybe stab them <laughs> I feel like actually yeah, scissors also, would yes. be a dope ass weapon. They would be real dangerous. Yeah, there's some real sharp scissors out there. I know. Hmm. You got a pair of scissors in one hand and your freaking garlic toast in the other. You're set. Set. Oh my god, <laughs> garlic toast. Oh my god, like a garlic um, French loaf, <laughs> like, you know, from Safeway. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> It's a garlic. You're done. It's a garlic loaf. It's like I can't kill you, but you won't want to come near me. I have bread and garlic. Nope. I'm armed. Bread and garlic. Garlic bread and scissors. <laughs> Let me take a bite. Oh, delicious! <laughs> I'm a little hungry. <laughs> and here's where my note says bread is has protective qualities. <laughs> of course it does. It's um, bread. Also, people would use because iron and metal can be expensive. They would use old horseshoes and nail them okay. um, outside their doors and on their carts as well. So gotcha. they'd recycle what they could. And horseshoes works. Sure. Um, yeah. Like other creatures we've learned about in the past, once the Brucia has your scent, has chosen you as prey, there's almost nothing you can do. Um, yeah. There used to be an incantation that you could say out loud and it would break the hold, but it's been lost through the, through the centuries. It's no longer around. Oh, no. So that's a bummer. Um, that is a bummer. Mothers, because they preferred children and babies, mothers would sew garlic into their kids' clothes and then also have iron stakes posted around their beds to protect them. Um, Smart. If a child was being hunted or had been taken by a brucia, their mother would then boil their clothes and stab the clothes with a knife. It was said that, that okay. the brucia would feel the pain of this. Um, yeah. And sometimes the children who had been taken would be returned. Um, and if it was for vengeance, the brucia would actually come to the mother asking for mercy because they wanted the pain Ooh. to stop. And, like, that's fucking going to happen. No, like, I would just keep stabbing it. Like, oh, what did you say? I couldn't I'm sorry, hear I couldn't you hear you. Over my trauma and pain and grief. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Anyway. Would you like some garlic toast? Yeah, get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house. You evil, evil... Bitch. Wench. Witch. Not a witch. I'm your wife. Wench. <laughs> um, and I have a short story for you. And this is from the Fortnightly Review Ooh, Volume XLV1. I don't know what that translates I don't even know. into. Uh, I don't know what L is. 5, 15, 16, something? Maybe, like maybe 26? Yeah, maybe 226. Sure, Something. that sounds good. I don't know And this was is. in 1889. Thanks. 1889. Jesus Christ. That was a big <laughs> fucking mess. We're going to address it. Don't worry. 
we're gonna address it i just laughed when i saw that <laughs> so- it was that year and here i was like <laughs> i'm bringing it up <laughs> um so this is the short story a story is told of a carter who coming from ponta de barca to oporto oporto and ma- passing along the barca river at midnight distinctly heard the splashing of water in the river shallows shallows and heard the well-known <laughs> laughter of Bruchas. he was Ooh. a man of courage and loved a jest and instead of crossing himself and touching iron or bread <laughs> or repeating some charm against evil spirits, he most rashly called out, wash yourself clean, Bruchas. The effect was almost as great as in Tim Tam Shanter's case. Or Tam O'Shanter's. I don't know where I got Tim. <laughs> Tim Tams are a cookie in Australia. Just Tam O'Shanter's <laughs> case. Um, the sounds immediately ceased, and the next moment, the carter was laid low by a blown on the head delivered. He declared afterwards, as if by an iron club. So don't oh, no. make fun of them. I can't believe that they're like... Don't make fun of them. They just whacked him, though, and not ate him. Not... Yeah. Like, they didn't kill him. They just knocked him out. Yeah. So it seems like Maybe if you're not their prey, nice. you're they're oh. not super dangerous. Interesting. You know, like you hmm. could pass one on yeah, the road. Like right. fishermen can see them floating along and they're not going to get yeah. messed with. But it's like hmm. if you're the one they decided they're going to eat, then, you know, RIP. Yeah. That is my first installment of some crazy bloodsuckers out in the world and other parts of the world i'm gonna (laughs) stop talking now because it's just getting embarrassing at this point that was great i loved it i loved it (laughs) that's hilarious in the world and other parts of the world (laughs) in the world and the other parts of the world and the other parts of the world It always makes my... I have to make my font bigger because I'm so blind. Mm. And it always makes it look bigger than it is. This one's... Anyway. It's still going to be super fucking long. No, you you are great. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was trying to call you a name. I'm sorry. You're absolutely allowed to call me a name. I was being an ass. No, it's fine. You were being so kind. I was being silly and giving you shit. You were. It's fine. fine. Is this scary? Uh, uh, yeah, it is. Super. Uh, I mean, I don't. It's unsettling. That's what it is. Mm. Um, it's one of the greatest ghost stories in the United States. <gasps> so we're just gonna jump right in. Greatest ghost stories in the United States. Like a haunting. Okay. 
Is it like yeah. the White House? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Trying to think of like the ones that I'm like are specifically like famous. Would I have I heard of it? Yeah. You think? Probably. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. The Queen um, Anne. So. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Nope. All right. I'm done guessing. No, you can keep guessing. No, I'm we'll see if you get I'm it. just ready to know. Now you're just ready to know? Okay. Just so a lot know. of the inf- you just want to know. I'm going to tell you. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's No, I feel like we fine. have a tiny bit of a lag, so I we do step on you. We do. With this new system, we do. Yeah. yeah. Um. So a lot of the information I got from a book, surprise, <laughs> it's called Our Family Trouble. Um, it's written by a William Bell. So, <gasps> do you know? Is this the Amityville? Nope. Fuck. So, the two, I'm not going to say main characters. Um, the parents in the story are John and Lucy Bell. And they got married when John was 32 and Lucy was 20 years younger than he was. Ew! Yeah, she was 12 years old. This is back in the 1800s. And yes, I double checked my dates. Yes, I'm definitely making sure that I don't say 1989 when it was 1898. My God, I apologize to everyone because Corinne was like, why was I so confused? I was like, because I'm an idiot. That's why. It made me feel <laughs> better. Like, it made me feel better later. It wasn't I was like, you I all. It was totally to God me. you said that it was the, 80, the 1980s. Yeah, no, it was totally me. Yeah. Uh... So this couple is originally from, oh, sorry, I didn't tell you. We're going to talk about the Bell Witch. <gasps> Do you is know this from your favorite movie? What's my favorite movie? The Witch. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. That's before. <laughs> but I cut out all these, t- all these guesses because I apparently have no, no, no fucking I, clue we, what I'm talking about. We just about. talked about that the other day. We just talked about The Witch being one of my favorite movies because it yeah. is such a good – it is so good. It's such a good timepiece. Anyway, no, that was uh, 100 years before this, roughly, okay. I want to say. Okay. Um, Bell Witch. Um, yeah, the so Bell is Witch. So is this what The Blair Witch is based on? I don't know. Uh, I think it is. I think is. a little bit. Yeah. And there's another one that it's also loosely based on. Yeah. But I can't remember right now. I didn't write that down in my notes. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, John was 32 and Lucy was 20. And I wrote, yeah, do that math. <laughs> so, they were originally from North Carolina. But after some troubles with their crops. I just had an amazing laugh. And I was fucking... <laughs> muted no. i just need to know how much i laughed out loud at that <laughs> i saw your face it was funny. good uh so they had some troubles with their crops and they ended up moving to the red river area in tennessee um they they purchased a thousand acres so much land and they start a farm um and this was between the years of 1804 and 1805 Um, He would become a successful farmer and would actually start to kind of gain some prominence and respect in the area. Um, So they do have a family. Their first son, Jesse, was born when Lucy was 20. Um, So that made me feel a little bit better about how young she was when they got married. 
um, and they have other children as well. So their first son is Jesse, like I said. Then they have John Jr., Drury, uh, Benjamin, Esther, Zadok, Elizabeth, who is nicknamed Betsy, Richard Williams, who is the author of the story, and Joel Egbert. 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 Uh, so, like I said, they moved there in 1805, between 1804 and 1805, but the first occurrence of anything supernatural doesn't actually happen until 1817. Oh, okay. And the the haunting would last for more than four years, and it would become known as one of America's greatest ghost stories, I guess. Okay. Um. So the first thing that happened was one of our absolute favorite things. <laughs> It's not. Uh, John is out on his property and he uh, there's cornfields all over and he is near one of the fields and he comes across an animal that at first he thinks is a dog and it's sitting in the corn and it's sitting in between nope. the corn rows and he looks closer at it and he can't tell what he's actually looking at. No. And <laughs> I know. Mm-mm. Um. There's a description in another book that's called The Bell Witch Anthology, An Authenticated History of the Famous Bell Witch, and it states, He was confronted by a strange animal, unlike any other he had ever seen, sitting in a cornrow and staring steadfastly at him as he approached near. He concluded it was probably a dog and having his gun in hand shot at it when the animal ran off. This animal has been described as having the body of a dog, a very large dog. And the head of a rabbit, which are two things that are usually associated with witchcraft. Hairs are very much associated with witchcraft. Yeah. So two, two, one of two things happens. The animal either runs off or I also read that it just disappears. Ew. Also gross. Uh, soon after the strange sighting, Drury... And Betsy start seeing strange strange creatures that they've never seen before. And Betsy was kind of a, like, naturalist. She was really clever. She's a really clever girl. That sounded ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Some might call her a raptor. (laughs) Right? Um, They were new to the area, and they chalked it up to new area, new animals that they haven't seen before. But... Drew actually sees this animal on a fence and he thinks at first that it's a turkey, but he soon realizes that it's much too large to be a turkey Mm -mm. and it doesn't even resemble it. Actually, like the more he looks at it, the more he realizes that it doesn't even look like a turkey. No. Yeah. No. Fuck the uncanny valley. I don't want. No. No. Mm -mm. And skinwalkers and whatever the fuck is happening but yeah so um betsy would see a woman walking through the family's orchard and she calls out to her and the woman just disappears um so nothing really like nefarious is happening but they're seeing things Mm -hmm. and they're talking about it amongst themselves um so strange things actually start happening around the house They would wake up to tapping on the walls. The doorknobs would be jiggled. Um, They would hear something on the roof. Uh, So they thought that maybe some of their neighbors were pranking them, which I thought was absolutely asinine. Like, they live out in the middle of nowhere. Your nearest neighbor is, like, what? I don't know, five miles away? Like, why would they come all... Anyway. I mean, there's no TV. That's what they thought. 
I mean, so there's explaining away things like, oh, it's probably you're in denial. And then yeah. there's also like, there's absolutely nothing to do. No. So in maybe fucking with your neighbors sounds like something yeah. super fun at the time. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, But they would go outside to investigate and they wouldn't be able to find anything. Mm. So the noises outside the house soon come inside the house Mm-mm. and they would hear what sounded like rats gnawing on the bedposts. And John and Drury, so the kids all shared rooms and shared beds because there's a lot of kids and, not a lot, you know, they're all in the same rooms. And so John and Drury would get up and they'd light a candle and look around to kill this rat. And as soon as they'd light a candle and get out of bed, the noise would stop. So then they started to look at the bedposts to see if they could find evidence of the rats chewing on the bed and they couldn't find anything. Nothing was amiss. So it eventually got to the point that they would get up and they'd like tear the whole room apart. Like they'd pull dressers out from the wall and they'd go through the beds and the like linens and clothes and stuff. And there was any holes that rats would get through. Like everything was sealed up. This is they're a pretty prominent family and their house is pretty nice. So there's not holes in the walls you know there's not it's up kept up kept kept up kept up whatever either way well kept well kept it's kept (laughs) (laughs) okay all around kept uh so this would actually the sound of this gnawing would happen for hours and it would happen over the periods of weeks it was every single night So it would usually stop around like one to three in the morning and then they could finally get some sleep. But um, the gnawing sound was joined by what sounded like a dog scratching at the floorboards. And that also progressed to their bed covers started to be pulled off their beds from the foot of their bed. And they would hear what sounded like someone smacking their lips together and like (gasps) gulping. Stop. No. No. Yes. Uh, it. I hate the, that. That got added. I know. It would sound like someone was being choked or strangled along with the gnawing and the dog scratching. And at three, what, either one or three in the morning, it would just go silent and it would stop. That oh. escalated again. And they would hear what sounded like heavy stones falling on the floor or chains being dragged on the floor. Chairs would start to fall over. So every night something new is being added to the noises that this family is hearing. No. Yeah. Um, some of the family members' hair started being pulled. Um, Betsy in particular seemed to have her hair pulled more than others. And it would scare all of the kids so badly that a parent would have to stay in each room with the kids. Wow. Um, The house itself would start to violently shake. Like it was in the middle of a big earthquake, but there wasn't actually an earthquake. It was just their house shaking. So in this time period, you wouldn't really, you didn't want to tell your neighbors about things like this. You know, you didn't want them to think that you were crazy or whatever reason. Right. Um. So the parents made their kids promise that they wouldn't say anything. They were forbidden from telling their friends anything. And John and Lucy would never mention it to their friends. But it gets to the point, and this has gone on for weeks, 
and they realize that it's not stopping. It's just getting worse. And if things are going to get better, they're going to have to tell somebody and get some outside help. Okay. So their neighbor, it, um, James Johnson, he's the nearest neighbor to the family. And he's actually really there. The couples are really close friends. So John um, is good friends with James and um, Jane is really good friends with Lucy. Okay. So Lucy actually tells Jane. Jane tells James and then they kind of get together and they offer to help the family try to the Bell family try to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. So um, John invites them to spend the night one evening and he says, you know, if you're here, you'll be able to hear what's actually happening and you'll be able to experience it. And maybe you'll be able to give us an idea of what you think is happening. Um. So, like usual, the noise starts up as soon as the family goes to bed. And it seems like the spirit or whatever it is, the entity that's in this house really wants to show off and prove that there is something. And it's knocking chairs over and it's pulling bedsheets off of people. And as soon as someone with a light would come into a room that the things are happening in, it would stop. Um, and then it would start in another area of the house. So... James calls out, they're very religious in this area, and James calls out, in the name of the Lord, what or who are you? What do you want, and why are you here? And the house goes completely silent. And mm -hmm. it stays that way for quite a while, but then it starts up even worse, and it's going from room to room mm -hmm. in the house. Mm -hmm. So Betsy started to get slapped in the face. Um, her cheeks would be bright red from being slapped so hard. It was like somebody just opened handed like slapped her across the face Ugh. um her hair was being pulled so hard that she would wake up in the night screaming in pain yeah it's terrible so after spending the night james comes to the conclusion that this entity can't understand words because it stops when it's being spoken to and he advises john to actually invite other friends into the investigation to try to figure out what's going on and word soon spreads throughout the entire neighborhood and everyone in the neighborhood just shows up at their house so people would they it was like they had an open door policy. Yeah. Um, people would just come in, they would gather in the kitchen and they'd all try to communicate with whatever or whoever is haunting this family, and they would ask questions and they would get responses of knocks or tapping or scratches on the wall. So they would ask things like how many miles to a certain place and or um how many horses are there currently in the barn and they would get an answer and knocks or scratches and it would always be the correct answer no always say on saturdays yeah. <laughs> so as time goes on it seems like this entity starts to gain energy and every night um people would show up and they're trying to communicate with it and it they eventually start to hear whispering but they can't understand what it's saying and eventually it starts to get enough strength. And one evening they're asked, who are you and what do you want? And everyone in the house hears a very feeble voice. I think there were 24 people in the house when this happened. Mm -mm. And they hear a very feeble sounding voice. And it says, I am a spirit. I was once very happy, but have been disturbed. So a little more time <sighs> goes by and the voice gets stronger and it can talk for longer periods of time. And it has more words that it, like more words at its disposal it's learning more i guess i don't know or it's gaining more energy mm -hmm. and this time when they ask the question this is what they hear 
It says, I am the spirit who was once very happy but have been disturbed and made unhappy. I am the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods nearby, and the grave has been disturbed, and my bones disinterred and scattered. One of my teeth was lost under this house, and I am looking for it. No. Ew. <laughs> yeah. No. So as they're hearing this, they all realize that, yeah, a few years earlier, um, they were clearing a section of land and they actually come across some mounds of graves that were discovered in the area. And John thinks this has to be a Native American burial site. I do not want this disturbed. And so he tells everybody because in this area, they would they had slaves. He has a lot of land. He has a lot of people working. And so he tells everybody that's in this area to not disturb it. Um, shortly after, there was a young man named Corbin Hall. Interesting. <laughs> and he would come to the farmhouse, and he's a friend of Drury's. And Drury tells him about finding these graves. And so Corbin thinks, like, hey, we should go out there and look and see if we can find mm-hmm. any relics. And Drew says, Bad that's, call, Corbin. That, that's, a fan idea. that's a fantastic idea. So no. they go out and look, and they don't find anything interesting. But Corbin actually ends up bringing back a jawbone. And he brings it into the house, and for whatever reason, he throws it against the wall, and one of the teeth comes out, and it falls in between the cracks in the floorboards, and they can't get this tooth back. Yeah. This is before? This is before the entity actually ever makes contact. Oh, my God. So then it tells them that it's looking for its tooth. Yeah. Yuck. Um, So John finds out what happens. The jawbone thing that happens and he's immediately upset and he sits the boys down and he talks to them and he has the bone brought back to where its resting place was not knowing that there was a tooth missing um so remembering this incident john finds the hole in the floor pulls up the floorboards and he's sifting through all of this dirt but he can't find anything and they hear the witch start to laugh and all it says is um this is all a joke to fool old jack Yeah, it starts calling John Old Jack all the time. Um, So the spirit actually really seems to like Lucy, uh, the wife of the household. And um, the spirit actually sounds more like a woman. And she would call Lucy Old Luce. And she seems to really hate John Bell, who she calls Old Jack, like I said. And she said he's the most detestable and loathsome person. And she would often say that she was going to kill John before she left this area. Wow. Um, she also I mean, he yeah, did marry a she 12 also, year old uh, yuck yuck so gross yeah um, she also had it out for Betsy um, so Betsy really took the brunt of the attention um, her hair would be pulled her cheeks slapped and she often said that she felt like she was getting pinched or struck with like stuck with needles mm. um, there's another instance when the spirit tells the people the following I am the spirit of an early immigrant who brought a large sum of money and buried my treasure for safekeeping until needed. In the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, I died without divulging the secret, and I have returned to the spirit in the spirit for the purpose of making known the hiding place. And I want Betsy Bell to have the money. So there's a group of people like treasure hunting at this time was a big deal. Right. So they go out and they're looking in this area and they dig a six by six by six hole, and. They don't find anything. They find this flat rock that it describes and they're digging and digging and they can't find anything. And so they come back and the spirit just starts laughing at them and poking fun at the men for being so easily duped. 
and while the men were talking and having like out digging, they have a conversation and this entity repeats the conversation word for word between the men while they were out digging. Yeah. Um, the voice also starts to recite scripture um, and it would also sing hems. What? So they would turn. Ooh, yeah. I know. Chills. It's Yuck. gross. Yeah, so they would turn to a random page in the Bible and they would give a chapter and a verse and the voice would repeat whatever the verse was. So they would do this in quick succession and it never got it wrong. Yeah. Um, So they're still experiencing the covers being pulled from their beds. Their pillows are being pulled from under their heads. Um, Betsy started to have these intense fainting spells and John said he felt like what was a piece of wood in his mouth. That was like pressing down on his tongue, but he also said that it felt like he was being punched in the jaw. His tongue would swell up and he wouldn't be able to eat or talk for 10 to 15 hours at a time. Um, Whoa. Yeah. The spirit eventually would tell the Reverend John James Gunn that the spirit was old Kate Bat's witch and was determined to torment old Jack Bell out of his life. So Kate Bat's is actually a woman in the area. And she has been described as being extremely eccentric, very sensitive. A lot of people shunned her, but in the book, she's kind of described as being this really kind-hearted woman, and she's a really good neighbor to the in the community to those people that she liked. Okay, sounds <laughs> so like Reverend witches. Gunn. Yeah, <laughs> so Reverend Gunn doesn't believe a word of what this ghost is saying but that doesn't stop a lot of the people in the community from believing what this voice has said that it is kate bat's witch and when kate hears about this she's furious and she denies that she has nothing to do with this but from here on out the voice is called kate um oh yeah uh when the voice when the voice is speaking the family actually starts to realize that there are four distinct additional voices And they said that they are a witch family that's moved in. So black, I know black dog is the head of the family and spoke in a harsh feminine voice, mathematics and psycho. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Psycho. C Y P O C R Y P H Y. Psypocrisy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You got me. Um, They both have distinct distinctly different tones they're much more feminine but you can tell the difference between the three and the last is called jerusalem and he sounds like a little boy so on top of everything that's going on there's four new entities in the house and they would quarrel and fight with each other the house would start to smell like whiskey um but after a while the only voice that they can hear again is kate's um So Kate almost has this all-knowing air about her. There's a group of people that come to the house, and nobody knows them. And when they're admitted, um, Kate introduces one of the men by name and says, he's the grand rascal who stole his wife. He pulled her out of her father's house through a window. The stranger looks around confused, and when asked, is what the witch said true? He said, yeah, I, that's how I, I stole my wife? I don't know what the fuck is going on in the 1800s but um it <laughs> happened just like kate said none of us did Haley. that's crazy why would you steal your wife out her window well just i mean did she date want like a normal person or did he like was, were they be like I were they forbidden to marry like, and so he like 
I don't stole know. Stole her because it her dad didn't want. Sounded more thiefy. Ew. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so she would leave the house and she would go to other people's homes in the community and she to see what they were doing and she would come back and tell them like, oh, um, John was sitting at the table in his kitchen reading by candlelight and it's 10.05 at night. So the next day they would go to this person's house and ask, hey, at 10.05, were you reading a book? And the person would con always, it was always confirmed what Kate said that they were doing. That's very invasive, Kate. What if they were pooping? <laughs> or yeah, I was gonna say something way worse. What? What if they were having sex? Just masturbating. What if they were? Men? What if they yeah. were having some personal time? What if they were having? There's no personal time with Kate. Apparently <laughs> not. Rude. Uh, so uh, one day, uh, Mr. Williams shows up, and he's a professional detective. And he says he's heard a lot about what's going on in the Bell House, and he wants to try to investigate and figure out what's going on once and for all. He doesn't believe in supernatural things, and he says he can detect the sleight of hand performances or illusions, and he is certain that he is going to expose what's happening in this house. Great. So he's invited and in very kindly. He's told to make himself at home and assured the and he assures the family that after making himself comfortable that he um that he autocorrect strikes again um he's gonna bring kate to grief before leaving i don't know what the other part of my word my it's fine uh so a day and a night pass and kate's very quiet nothing's heard uh, beyond some light scratches on the walls and thumping around the room which let the family know that the spirit is there but it's not enough to for mr williams guy. yeah yeah so he becomes impatient and he tells a group of men in the house um that they're discussing what's going on and he's convinced the whole thing is a sham and the family's just doing it to attract attention and bring all these families in and they're going to get money and that's how they're going to get rich and blah, 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 all this crap. And um, one of the men tells John Bell what this guy said and it makes John upset and he's threatening to throw the guy out of the house and Kate speaks and he says, no, you don't, old Jack. Let him stay. I will attend to the gentleman and satisfy him that he is not so smart as he thinks. So there are a lot of people in that in the house that night, and they're all staying up really late wanting to hear the witch speak, but nothing happens. So they all go to bed, and there's cots that are laid out, and the lights are turned out. And as soon as it's quiet and it seems like everybody's asleep, Mr. Williams says he feels like something sits down on his body with so much force that he can't move. The witch starts to scratch him and hit him in the face with a vengeance. And he starts yelling and screaming at the top of his voice, pleading for help and mercy. And Kate stops long enough to ask him which one of the family he thought was sitting on him. But he doesn't get to answer because she starts hitting him, scratching him again. So this goes on for two minutes before a candle can be lit. And once there's a light, the pressure is gone and the beating stops. But Kate continues to talk to Mr. Williams through the night. And... She belittles him. She ridicules him. She questions him as to which member of the family is carrying is carrying the devil and how he liked the results of his investigation and how long he planned on staying in the house. As soon as daylight comes, Mr. Williams is out the door saddling his horse and he no. is gone. He won't even stay for breakfast. No. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the next incident is with a Mr. Porter. William Porter is a prominent citizen in the area. He's a very good friend of the family, and he would actually spend 
a lot of nights with the family trying to figure out what was going on. Um, So one evening, William recalls the following. It was a cold night, and I made a big log fire before retiring to keep the house warm. As soon as I got in bed, I heard scratching and and thumping just like Kate tricks. He felt the covers being drawn off the bed and heard Kate say, Billy, I have come to sleep with you and keep you warm. William replies, well, Kate, if you're going to sleep with me, you must behave yourself. He said, I clung to the covers, feeling that it was drawn from me as it appeared to be as what appeared to me to be. I clung to the covers, feeling that it was drawing from me as it appeared to be raised from the bed on the other side and something snake like crawled under. Yuck. I was never afraid of the witch or thought it would do me any harm, but somehow this produced a kind of chilly sensation that was simply awful. And these two, these two had actually a really good relationship, relationship, quote unquote. Right. They would talk to each other all the time. Um, they would have full conversations. Um, but he says the covers continued to slip through my hands in spite of my tenacious grip and was twisted into a roll on the backside of the bed, just like a boy would roll himself up into a quilt and not one strip was left to me. I jumped out of bed in a second and observed that Kate was rolled up in the covers. And the thought struck me, I've got you now, you rascal, and I will burn you up. In an instant, I grabbed the roll of covers in my arms and started to the fire, intending to throw the cover, witch, and all in the blaze. I discovered it was very heavy and smelled awful. I had not made it halfway across the room when the cover got so heavy and smelled so terrible that I had to drop it to the floor and rush out of the house for fresh air. After returning to the room, I gathered up the covers and shook it out that Kate had departed. Ew. Yeah. Fuck that. Yuck. Yuck. Nasty. So Lucy Bell around this time falls seriously ill. And Kate was really fond of Lucy. Um, So Kate at this time actually kind of stayed in her room and would kind of play nurse to her. Um, And she would say, Luce, poor Luce, I'm so sorry you're sick. Don't you feel better, Luce? What can I do for you, Luce? So, um... Lucy would end up saying like, Kate, I'm too sick to talk right now. And the voice would go quiet. And when Lucy would wake up and call for food or water, the voice would immediately go to the other members of the family and recite what she'd said. And they would bring her whatever she asked for. So Kate would end up bringing her, I know, Kate would end up bringing her hazelnuts from the woods. She would tell Lucy to hold out her hands. And then from the fucking just air, hazelnuts would fall in her hand. Um, Kate would end up. yeah right i just want some nutella (laughs) Um, kate would crack the nuts for her and they would fall in reach of lucy's hands so that she can eat them um there was an instance where she dropped an entire cluster of grapes into betsy's lap and the group that was there that night passed the grapes around and ate them um she would tell them where it's very trusting it's very yeah there's no fucking way i would eat those grapes no 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 haven't these people run snow white like never take fruit from a witch (laughs) never take fruit from a witch it doesn't matter if it's grapes or not i don't care who you are (laughs) if it's delicious nutella you say no no (laughs) no thank you um so john was having these intense spells where his face would twitch and seize up his tongue would swell and this at first it was lasting 10 to 15 hours now it lasts for days Oh, um, yeah, over time, the spells would get worse and worse um, and he would be bedridden for longer and longer. 
So after one of these instances, incidences, John was feeling better and was going outside to go to one of the pig pens to kind of give some direction on the hogs that were out there. And his son William was with him. And William recalls that they hadn't gone very far when one of John's shoes was pulled off of his foot. So William like gets down and he's helping him put his shoe back on. But as soon as he gets his shoe on and he's got it double knotted and it's tight, it's like uncomfortably tight. Um, the other shoe like flies off of his foot and this keeps happening. It doesn't matter how tight William ties the laces or how he, like how snug it is. And you have to think like the shoes back then are not like shoes now. They're very they slip off. They don't slip off. No. So this was probably really painful for him. Yeah. So they have to walk a ways to, uh, to get to this hog pen. And John <laughs> finally has to sit down on a log by the side of the road. And William's like kneeling in front of him and he's putting his shoes on. And one shoe comes off and he has to go get the shoe and put it back on. And the other one comes off and he's just exhausted and he's shaking. And his father's face starts to like contort and shake like it does and he says it felt he felt like he was getting hit in the face and they hear the shriek in the air and then all goes quiet no yep john turns to william and he tells him that he isn't going to live much longer he can't survive the persecution of this entity much longer so they get back to the house and john would never leave the house again he gradually would get worse and worse and there isn't anything that anybody could do that would bring him any relief so on the um evening of december 19th they thought that well they didn't think john had had a particularly rough day and night and the next day he woke up or didn't wake up and they thought it was just because he'd had a particularly rough night so no one went in to go wake him up and after a while they realized something's wrong so they go in and nobody can wake him up it's almost like he slipped into a coma but i don't think he was in a coma so a man named brother john was actually kind of there to give him medicine and things and he goes to the cupboard where they keeps all where they keep all of the medicine and herbs and stuff and instead of finding what he's looking for he finds a single vial of a dark smoky liquid that's about a third full and he starts asking around immediately like who's moved the medicine that i'm looking for and no one's touched the cabinet and no one has ever seen this other vial before so a doctor is called for immediately and he soon arrives with along with other neighbors and um, the vial that they're looking for is found and they hear a voice and it says, it's useless for you for you to try to, re- to revive old Jack. I've got him this time. He will never get up from this bed again. So when they ask Kate about the dark smoky liquid, she states, I put it there and gave old Jack a big dose of it last night while he was asleep, which fixed him. Whoa. Yeah. Um, what I'm also going to tell you right now is not great. Uh, I'm just going to make it quick. They give some of this vial to a cat that they catch, and the cat dies almost immediately. Oh, jeez. That scared the effing shit out of me. Dude, I know. It got dark, and now I'm like, I don't have any lights on in here. Well, Chris came in. Chris came in for just a sec, or that, nope, Chris came in. Chris came in. Chris came in. The actual fuck. That's fine. Okay. Um, so John would never regain consciousness and he passed away in the morning of December 20th, 1820. And wow. right before he died, Kate was cackling and singing and it's just gross. Um, but as soon as he stops breathing, the room goes completely silent. 
um, the entity does remain in the house when he's buried. It starts singing, um, but it stays in the house through the end of the sp- end of spring 1821. But it isn't as strong as it had been. It kind of gets a little bit more quiet. It's not as active. Um, it finally does leave, and it le- it bids loose a very fond farewell, stating that it would be absent for seven years, but it would surely see them again, and it would visit every house in the neighborhood. So seven years go by, and in February of 1828, the spirit returns, much the same way that it originally had. They start hearing scratching on the bedposts. Their covers are being pulled from their bodies, but only Lucy, William, and Joel are in the house at this point. The rest of the family has gotten married, moved away, had kids, done their own life. Um, And Joel rushes into William's room and he tells him, like, my covers are starting to be pulled off the bed. And they decide that they're not going to tell their mom. And they're not going to talk to the witch. They're not going to engage. They'll just keep it a secret and maybe she'll go away. And after two weeks, the activity stops. Um, Shortly after, Lucy dies. And... Joel and William move out, and the house is entirely deserted. The land and the properties are divided up among the family, and the house is used for storing grain and other farm like equipment and products, um, but it was actually finally torn down. Um, so some people have said that the entire Bell family tried to make money off of their neighbors and the community, um, stating that they starting something fantastical and saying that there were supernatural things going on in their farm. But I don't what I from what I read, I don't think that John Bell ever actually accepted money from people like they fed them willingly and took care of their horses. And um, there have been other people that have reported hearing voices that had heard the voices. I mean, there were so many people in the house that saw Betsy's cheeks get red from being slapped. Right. Um, so since then, people have reported seeing lights and hearing strange noises coming from where the house stood. Um, people swear that they have heard music and strange voices uttering words that they can't understand. But to this day, there isn't an explanation for what happened to the Bell family. Wow. That is the story of the Bell Witch. I have never heard that. That's it's wild. Crazy. It's gross. Don't like it. I hate it. Never again. So much. Yep. We don't have to talk about it ever again. <laughs> it's like, oh, it we keep coming season, up with though. all this scary shit. I know. <laughs> There you have it. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. Yuck. Blech. Yeah. Black. All I can think uh, about, I did a quick search to see if that was based off the same thing. And I was like, are these mm. the same thing? But it wasn't telling mm-hmm. me yes or no. So I'll mm. do it in mistakes. But okay. the only thing I can think of is like maybe that's where the house had been built. You know? Oh, sure. And like that's what they yeah. based the movie off of for Blair Witch maybe. or something. I don't. I'll look into it and let you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's I can't remember not what like I saw. That, so, Mm-mm. no, I can't remember what what movie it is based on. Got it. What movie Whichever is based on it? Goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what Got I it. meant to say. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here this week. We really appreciate you. Um, remember, always check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok for all of your podcast <laughs> all your needs all your needs all your needs I'm done talking uh, <laughs> if 
you need to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at morethemyspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you podcast, we also podcast. If you have a minute and you can just follow and subscribe if you don't already, or if you have a couple more minutes and can leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. It just gives the little pod a little bump. Remember, if you love us, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your mom. Tell your mom. Until next time, stay curious. Bye. Bye.